Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Fucking forget about it. Here we go. Uh, My second favorite favorite subject next to Jordan. The Sopranos? The fucking Sopranos, goddammit. Because I think you see yourself as Tony. I think you see yourself as the... I do. I do. <laughs> I'm a little Jordan, a little Tony, and... Rage wise, a little Tyson. There, that that sums it up. So uh, I do. I I knew you were always a fan of The Sopranos. We've talked about this before, but then people were telling you about Breaking Bad, and you finally you finished that whole series. How many days did it take you to finish that series? Uh, it took about a week. Yeah, it's it's pretty. You you can't you can't stop watching it. Right. So listen. And, and and I try to be as open-minded as possible. Uh, I heard a lot of hype around Breaking Bad. Certainly the times I had listened to Bill Burr's podcast, he mentioned it because he was on Breaking Bad along with Lavelle Crawford. Um, so, and again, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not always as quick to open up to new shit. But I checked it out and it was fucking good. However, it ain't fucking with the Sopranos. And one thing that I noticed, who, who did you say, who's the writer of Breaking Bad? Gillian. Uh, I forget his last name. Gillian is his last name. Oh. Vince Gillian. Yeah, Vince Gillian, yeah. It felt like to me that they took certain things from the Sopranos. Now, I don't know if you want to call it parallel thinking. I don't want to, I don't know what you want to give it. The name, but it felt like because Sopranos really, because you got to remember at the time this came out, both Sopranos and Breaking Bad, I think Sopranos came out first, though, obviously. Sopranos was television changing television. Yeah. It fucking blew the door open, especially for cable, in a way you could go, never been seen, never been done. This is groundbreaking. And whenever you're a show that 
that's that good, people are watching. And often people mimic. And I just felt like there was some things that as great as Breaking Bad was, they were trying to mimic The Sopranos. See, I, I didn't get that from it. I really didn't. And I, and I think there's... I, I, I got I'm, two scenes to use uh, as an yeah, example. I can't wait to get to these scenes because I, I, I do want to get to that. Now, I just want you to remember... I do really I, I love the Sopranos, but you also have to remember that was filmed that was filmed for HBO, so they could do anything that they wanted to do. And Breaking Bad's network television. Well, however, I think Breaking Bad did a lot of things that I, and this is where I tip my hat to them for not having the creative license to do what you could do on HBO. Right. They went pretty goddamn far. They did. It, they went. They went far. So yes, give me these examples. Is that what you want to start with? You want to start with that, or where you? Where you well, gonna before start? we get to that, okay. before we get to that, let me piggyback off of what you just said. Season one, when we learn how to dispose of a body through whatever that chemical is, yeah. that makes it dissolve, and and Jesse put the guy in the bathtub, yeah, and used the chemical. And then later, Walter was like, what did you do? There was a reason why I told you to specifically buy those plastic drums. Right. And the fucking, what's left of the body comes through the bat, through the ceiling and hits the floor. And, and you know me, I've said millions of times, I'm a, I'm a squeamish nigga. I can't eat certain foods because they remind me of blood and bone breaking. Hence, flat wings of hot wings. I went, oh, shit, when I saw that. That <laughs> fucked me up, dude. That <laughs> yeah, they was did a, a fuck you up moment. They did a really good job. And I thought, you know, not only visually did they do a good job, but then cerebral, they're getting you to, uh, to acknowledge that science, like, like Jesse thought, oh, well, it's a bathtub. What's the difference? I'm going to pour it in there. And he's like, nah, yeah, this flimsy plastic is the, the way that you want to go. So uh, that was a great scene. That was a great scene uh, to really get you into what was about to go on, go forward, and get you to understand uh, the intelligence that's actually going behind what he's about to make. Right. I remember when you told me, and I think, you know, I had a couple of people on Instagram hit me up when I inquired about the show. But you were like... uh yeah, Walter White, when it gets going, he's a motherfucker. Yeah. And we knew what Tony Soprano was from Jump. He is who he is. My boss, family man. To see the evolution of Walter White from teacher, chemist. Beaten down. Loving husband, father. Good guy. But beaten up to, by life. To ruthless fucking don't fuck with me. Yeah. I was waiting for that. Because once he started to creep in that direction, I went, oh, shit. I see where this is going. Then I couldn't wait for him to go full-fledged there. And I noticed the first sign of him going there was when he cut his hair all off. And there's a scene where he goes to deal with the drug dealer, the crazy drug dealer. Yeah. Taco, 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 whatever his name yeah, ta is. It was, ta it was Taco. And by the way, 
if you watch enough movies, talk about stereo typecasting. That dude plays the, almost the same dude in so many movies. Here's the racism of Hollywood. Once you are a Mexican or a Hispanic thug, you will always get a, a majority of those roles. He was the guy in fucking uh, Training Day. You ever had your shit pushed in? Big time, bro. <laughs> he plays that well to perfection. Here's another dude I know who plays the same role. He was also in Training Day. Smiley. He is the Mexican bold go-to guy yeah. in every fucking movie. I saw him on an audition once, and he wants to do stand-up because he's so tired of playing the tough guy. Okay. He wants to show people he's funny. But anyway, um, when Walter White, after Jesse gets beat up and dude robs him of the money, and what I loved about Breaking Bad was how sometimes right in the opening of the show, they would show you a scene that they later explain right. later in the show. And I remember when they showed that part, Walter White was coming out. There was hysteria behind him, an obvious explosion. He's walking in slow motion. I'm going, what the fuck? The whole time he's in there dealing with Taco, I'm going, how the fuck is he going to get out of this situation? He's got no gun. He's not that guy. And they MacGyvered this nigga to use what he had as a weapon to blow that shit up. I was hooked. Yeah. I was hooked. Uh, that's, a, that's a great scene. I love, uh, the, you know, the stereotype that you're talking about. But there's that scene when he first uh, does the, it's the first time or the second time when he does the blue. And uh, he goes, and he hits me. He goes, he goes, tight, 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 tight. I do that in front of my son. And my son is so annoyed that I do that little thing where I'll, something, I'll taste something that's good. And I'll go, tight. Like that, and because right, right. there's just these little, and I don't know if it's the writing, I don't know if it's the direction, I don't know if they had some freedom on the set to be creative actors, but there's just these little nuances that these characters have, and it is amazing. Uh, and, and it's so character driven, that's why I like Breaking Bad so much because the characters are so uh detailed. I just, I really, I really have enjoyed the, the seasons. Um, okay. And, and, and on that note, um, and I, I almost feel like you're going to be biased well, for the record, for the record, what, sh what show do you like better between the two? I think the, uh, I think the arc and the whole story of the Sopranos is, and the fact that it could be, uh, told the way that they told it on HBO, I, I think overall is a better story. I think Sopranos. Sopranos, yeah. But for television, uh, the way it's put together, the idea, there, I, there's some holes in Breaking Bad. There's some things that happen that wouldn't happen. And th those are the only... Where Sopranos, I think, I think I believe most of the story. I think I believe most of the story in Sopranos. There's holes in, in Breaking Bad where I go, nah, that wouldn't happen. It's why I had a problem with power. I know you taught what you were trying to get me on power and I couldn't watch we, it. We could get into that a little bit later. Okay. Um, between the two characters, Walter White and Tony Soprano, who do you like that? Okay, now this, I knew you were going to ask this question. I, I, I knew this would be one of your questions. And aside from myself personally, 
I think the reason Breaking Bad is 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 so attractive to people is because you could, most people could be Walter White, or they have the they they, they have the ability. I don't, I don't want to say ability. They, they they can relate to that that character of Walter White, the guy who's been beaten down, who has an average life, and wants to be uh, successful and and respected. I I think everybody can kind of relate to most people relate to that idea of the character where Tony Soprano is a a certain character that you see, but you don't see yourself as. And I think that makes total sense. Yeah. And it makes total sense. And I think that's the biggest difference when you're relating because to me, they're not relatable, which one I would, which one I think is better because I think they're completely different. Even though the stories are kind of both gangster stories or drug, they're completely different. (coughs) stories. I, I, I don't think of these shows as close together as some people would. Right. Um, I tell you this, this is a testament to how indelible and impactful those characters are. Uh, and I think both can be said for both vehicles. Like after I watched Breaking Bad, they did that movie El Camino. Yeah. Did you watch it? I thought that I thought that that was going to be a show extension of it. Like Saul. Yeah. Everybody, everybody better call Saul. Better call Saul. But it wasn't. It was a movie. It was a movie, yeah. It was their chance to make a full movie. I'm going to watch it. I started to watch it. About eight minutes in, I just went, i watched it some other time. It, it's hard for me to watch this without Walter. It is, but it's worth watching. It's just slower. And the reason it's slower is because they had more time to tell the story. And they give some more details, but the story itself, and you kind of know where it's going because it, it, there's only there's only two options. He either gets he's not going to get he's not going to go out in a blaze. So he right. either, have you seen it? Yeah. So he either he either gets he either figures it out or he doesn't. But he's not going out in a blaze. He's either going he's going to either get caught or he's going to figure out a way out. Those are your only two options. If you, uh, I don't want to give <laughs> away, I don't want to give it away because you haven't seen it. But those only two options. He's not a blaze of gore, glory going out kind of way. He wasn't Walter White. But my thing is this, even if he's not, my thing is, I want to be invested in the person. And, and, and as much as I like Jesse, and by the way, whoever that dude is that plays that character, phenomenal. Yeah, I want to get his name because I, I feel bad not, not knowing who it is. Phenomenal. He's on that show Westworld on HBO. That's it. He's, he's, he, he was really good. There's, he, I, I, I think he won a couple of Emmys. He deserved it. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, he was also in a car, some car movie too. Uh, but the thing is, this I, I'm gonna watch the movie, but I'm so in love with Walter that it feels like to me to see anything Breaking Bad related, even if I wanted to watch Everybody Loves Saul. Yeah, Aaron, pa- Walt- Aaron, Aaron Paul is his, Paul is his name. Aaron Paul. Okay. If it ain't got Walter in it, it's just hard for me to emotionally invest. It's like me going to go eat a Thanksgiving dinner and there's no turkey. There's the stuffing, the mac and cheese, the collard greens, the cranberry sauce, the cornbread. They can throw some turkey ham out. They throw ham, ham out. Some, no, it's not. But as turkey good. is the main event. Yeah. And, 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 and like they got this movie coming out, the Sopranos movie, but it's about. The Sopranos younger and James Gandolfini's son, actual son, is playing James Gandolfini's character, Tony. 
Yeah. Am I going to go see it? Yeah. Just because I love the Sopranos. But damn it. I want to see James Gandolfini. I want Tony. Um. I, I, I get I get what you're saying, but in Breaking Bad, there was the other characters that I thought were indispensable. Uh, is uh, is Jordan Banks? The, that's the real actor's name. His na- the Mike Mike that was in there. The Mike is the guy who fixes everything. He was mm. phenomenal. And then Gus Frayne, mm. that, dude. My favorite scene though in any television series. Uh, and everybody at this point has had to see Breaking Bad, and I can't feel bad for not for saying anything. That scene. Where he, they go to, they, they plant the bomb on the wheelchair and they blow up the nursing home. Yes. And Gus comes walking out the door and he tightens Gus, up his Gus. Oh, looking like Two Face. And he tightens up his tie and then they pan over and then you see the re- his half of his face is missing. That scene, yeah. when I saw that scene for the first time on a television movie, on a regular network, to, I was like, oh, I couldn't believe that. That was right. like this moment right. where I went, this is the fucking, this show right here, hands down, like this is this has to be one of the greatest shows ever. Just that, the, the, the imagination, the creativity, there's some flaws in that too, but I loved it, man. I, I thought the, the, uh, that's, that scene was one of my favorites. These young kids have a saying now, and as I'm, again, I'm 45, you're 78. Uh, <laughs> these young kids have sayings now, like thought. I didn't know what thought meant. That hoe over there, yeah. lit bay bay is like baby. Yeah. So I'm out of touch. But um, see, I have kids. These young kids have a. Yeah, I have kids okay. that are in that age. Group. So I, I don't know if you've heard of this, but these young kids have a saying now, and I have a couple of people who hit me up on Instagram, and they go, Aries, I want to give you your flowers now while we can still appreciate you. And at first I didn't like that saying because it made me feel like, damn, am I going to die? Y'all trying to make me say, nigga, you got type 2 diabetes, you overweight, <laughs> you got high blood pressure. Nigga, you finna die. Let us give you your flowers now. But that's not what that means. They're just saying, let us give you your price yeah, your and your respect yeah. while you still here. Yeah. Yeah, so... uh I have to give flowers to this nigga, man. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. Dude. That motherfucker. And, and, and when you look at villains and movies, sometimes they go, yo, it's more fun to play the villain than the hero. The villain sometimes seems to have more fun than the hero. You talk about a character actor. And I remember when I was watching this shit, his silence... His lack of words, some of the most sinister. I was scared when he, he said less and looked at you a certain way. And if you don't know Giancarlo Esposito's work, fucking, uh, he played Bugging Out on Do the Right Thing. Um, he was one of the uh, musicians in Mo' Better Blues. He played a crackhead who was HIV positive. Who even had AIDS, I think, on NYPD Blue. Yo, Giancarlo Esposito, bad boy. That's a bad boy. Yeah. Dude, the acting in this, I, I think, is, is it. And again, with along with The Sopranos, some of the best acting that you see in these shows. 
I mean, I bought into a lot. Even when there's some flaws in the storyline, I buy into the character. Uh, did you know uh, Dean Norris, the guy who plays Hank? Did you know uh, he was in uh, Lethal Weapon? He's one of the cops. Yeah, in nigga. Yeah. yeah, dude. Poker at my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just have people that have been in the industry, and it's it's it, it's just great. I I mean, but Brian, and, and then we, we talk about all these guys, and I don't think the movie, I, I think I'd have a hard time with the series without the people that they cast in it. But then going just just to the lead character, uh, Brian Cranston. Dude, look at all Brian Cranston's work, and then you see him play this character. Hey man, I think I said it before when we first talked about this. Brian Cranston was on Mad TV. Go YouTube the sketch Bambi. Put in Brian Cranston Bambi. He did a skit on Mad TV where him and Stephanie Weir play a couple, and they call in from the newspaper a chick who wants to be involved in a threesome. And Mo Collins plays Bambi. Based on the description in the paper, like true to real life, you think you about to fuck a Playboy Playmate. And of course, Mo is this truck driver, dyke looking, mullet wearing, underarm hair like Tony Kukoc. I mean, hideous. And straight comedy. And Brian murders it. I mean, murders it. And prior to Breaking Bad, I think most of what he did was comedies. Malcolm in the Middle, and you told me he's more the straight man. Yeah, he was. But the, he murders comedy. He was the dentist on Seinfeld. He played a dentist, dude. Dude, to be able to do both, which is a hard thing to do, comedy and drama, is a hat tip. That's why whether you listen, I. Comedically, Jamie Foxx is not somebody who I go, I'm talking about stand-up, who I just, I'm amazed by. Funny brother. Some is, my point is, drama and and funny, Jamie can do both. Yeah. He can do both. Forget the saying. Denzel Washington, as great as an actor as he is, one of the best. I idolize him. I've never seen him do a comedy. And to his own admission, he said that comedy terrifies him. You would think that a guy that great, he could tackle anything. But that's how much people respect comedy. It's hard. Pacino, he's done a little bit of comedy. Eh. Stallone, uh, uh, Schwarzenegger, (laughs) Robert De Niro, one of the greatest actors of all time. One of the funniest movies. Analyze this. Analyze that. <clears throat> but he's still playing within the safety of a mob guy. Yeah, he which just, he could do in his sleep. Yeah, he just he he gave him a little bit more likability as a mob guy and and brought out his insecurities. That's all. One of the funniest movies ever to me. As good as it gets with Jack Nicholson. That dry wit, deadpan delivery. No one does it better. So I'm saying all that to say. Hats off to Brian. Let me give Brian Cranston his flowers. Yeah. This motherfucker is talented. What did you think about Bob Odenkirk? Because you worked with him on Mad, Mad right? Uh, I've, I've done some things com- comedy-wise that he's written. Okay. I, I, I Did you like, did, because 
the thing about him that I really, he's actually, when you watch this, this is the thing. This is what, why I, I really, I really appreciate him. When you watch Breaking Bad, I don't, He's sen- he's essential because he's needed to for the for the for the storyline to work. But I don't think that he comes across as as that main character that you want to see a spinoff. <coughs> Dude, when you get a chance to watch Better Call Saul, it is a whole nother level because he has to take the character that he played in that, take him six years before that before Breaking Bad starts, before he he meets Walter White. And he has to develop that character from six years out and birth the character that he is on that show. And it's a completely different, not completely different character. The, uh, the, the character is not developed as a human yet to become. It a ain't human juicy human. yet. What? Yeah, I saw it. It's great. It ain't juicy yet. Oh no, it's juicy right now. No, but when you say the character is not at first. It wasn't juicy then. It, it, it's it's funnier. It has it has. Uh, he's funnier. There's but there's still the 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 writing, the development of the character, but how he gets involved with the mob, uh, with the, with the cartel. Sorry, and how he uh, how he moves through that character. But you see, uh, his, his he has a nickname at the beginning that you don't know about, but he but he says it. It's slipping Jimmy. So he was. He was. He still plays the con man, but it's not developed yet. It's not developed into the guy that he is that you're going to see. Um, it's really good, and so I have a whole different appreciation that I don't think people who've only seen Breaking Bad can have of, of Odenkirk as uh, the actor that he is. Oh, it's it's it gets <coughs> so good. It gets so, and the guy who plays Mike. Those two, man, man, you know, given the right, and you you know you're. An entertainer. You're in entertainment. I'm. I'm still on the outside. I get that. But man, some of these guys, man, given the right, and I don't know if this is everybody, but given the right material for the right person with the right writers in the right situation, not all of them can rise. These guys rose, dude. This is what like this is what people don't understand about entertainment. It's such a compliment when you get the right talent with the right material. You could be the world's greatest talent. If the material is shit, yeah, you might shine in moments, but you ain't going to get off the way you're supposed to. Vice versa. If the material is award-winning, you need the guy to pull it off. Let me. Since we've been talking so much about the last dance, basketball terms. Hands down. Dominique Wilkins is one of the greatest players to ever live. They called him the human highlight reel. But he was on a whack team. He was the only one. If he would have had the right players around him, good team, good system, good coach, with that talent, a champion. And vice versa. Sometimes you got good organization, good coach, but without a star player, it don't work. So, yeah, man, when you can marry the talent with the material, oh, my God, get out of the fucking way. When you I, you got to see this, you really got to see it because it's not the same storyline. It's it's evolving into a similar storyline. But the first few seasons and when I first watched it, I couldn't get into it because it was so different than Breaking Bad. 
But once you get into the storyline, once you let it go and, and, and look at it for what it, for its own, it's, it's, it, I don't want to say it's as good. It's as good in its own right on what it's doing. And there's a new character that, uh, there's a character that kind of bridges the two together from the cartel and his name is Lalo. And this dude, his, the, the, the scariness behind this guy's character, which is completely. Wait, which guy? You mean, you talking about This is Better Call Saul. Yeah. You're going to oh. see this character that, because you brought up, uh, Gus, uh, Esposito. Am I saying the right name? Last name? Giancarlo Esposito. It's the. Sounds like an Italian deli meat. Yeah. Hey man, uh, let me get the mortadella, <laughs> the salami, the provolone, and give me a half a pound of the Giancarlo Esposito. Esposito. He uh he's this, this Lalo character is exactly the opposite of Gus, uh, in in the way that the you you are gonna if you when you get to see this you're gonna like it but I don't want to get too far off Breaking Bad it's just that the the writer the writing of these shows and how they're all merging together because you brought up uh uh El Camino man they're all strong in their own rights they're all different though. But they all have a, they all have the same through line. It's really good. That's why I'm excited. Like you were talking about Sopranos, to see these other the other other spinoffs that they can do that haven't been done yet. So I'm excited to see them. I don't I if I, I see potential for them being great because these are great. Tell me if I'm being a douchebag. Uh, here's the character that annoyed me a little bit: the handicapped son. Did they have to do that? Why couldn't he be a regular son? What the fuck he was handicapped? He was a regular son. He just had... I know, but what what do you accomplish by doing that? Why did he have to be that way? Well, first of all, the the guy who plays... Dad, Dad, why why did mom say, why dad, is it true? Well, first of all... Why do we need that? That kid, uh, RJ might is his name. And he really is. Uh, he really does. Ha- I think he does really have cerebral palsy. Oh shit. Am I the fucking asshole? Yeah. So I wanted to stop you before you went too much further into that. Uh, but, Dear Lord, forgive me. But the, but the character itself, I mean, I, isn't it to, isn't it to, uh, you know, while, I mean, once you just, once you start to understand the character, Walter White, somebody who was with the gray matter, uh, company, he leaves for a small amount of money because he he gets a, a woman pre- pregnant and they move into this house and it kind of gives the reason uh, why he somebody who had this potential because honestly do you understand some with as much potential as Walter White character had could end up teaching in a high school even when he goes to the uh, re, like the birthday party of his ex partner and everybody goes well where are you at what are you doing he goes oh, I'm teaching in a high school everybody's like what. Because he had that potential, so how do we get him to where he's he's made choices and compromises in life for his family that he loves? I mean, because is if we go through this whole Breaking Bad, the whole thing Walter White says, "I did everything. I did everything for the family. It was always for the family." So I think that's kind of and them ungrateful, them ungrateful fucking was yeah, because he lied. I mean, I, I I I the problem I had with the character of the son is is how naive they made him. Uh, like, okay, your dad tells you you did this, and instead of saying, "All right, I don't agree with you, Dad. Uh, I didn't need this." Uh, or I, thanks, Dad. Well, I didn't need this. You didn't have to do this for me. I'd rather have my dad 
than have you in this situation now where we're not safe or where I'm not going to get to see you or you're going to go to jail or you could be killed. He doesn't say anything like that. He's just like, I'm not going to talk to you anymore, Dad. His character was underdeveloped, and I, I, I think that there could have been more to that to make that better. And that, 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 that I, I can see why you would go, why is... It limited some of the character. But then one of the things that, exci- that made that better is the scene where the other guys at the uh, clothing store are making fun of his son, and you see Walter White go out the back door like he isn't going to do anything about it, and then he comes back in, and he basically, you kind of get the idea that there is this guy hidden inside Walter White where he kicks that dude in the knee and knocks him, and, and knocks him down. I, I think you kind of get the idea that that guy lingers with inside uh, this Walter White guy. And and that kind of brought that out. His son. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what I really loved, and it was towards the end of the fucking uh, seasons. The show, you know, the whole time he keeps to what you just said. The whole time he keeps telling his wife, "I do this for the family. I do this for the family." And he finally admits, "I did it because I liked it. Because I, I was, was good, good at, at it. it. Yeah, yeah. Fucking bravo, nigga. Yeah." Uh, that's yeah, the, I think man. that's the last episode is actually where he says that yeah he finally admitted yeah. I was good at it I liked it I I was good at it uh, which is kind of which is scarier for him to finally admit it then because now he's not just a a chemist who can make the best meth he's also a murderer and uh, a king, he's actually a kingpin he's actually actually a real drug dealer I'm gonna tell you in terms of great acting in terms of a standoff. And this will bleed me into the Sopranos because we've been talking about Breaking yeah. Bad for a half hour. I want to talk about the fucking, the, 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 what do you call it? The, the, that meat, goddammit, the niggas eat. The gabagoo. Gabagoo. <laughs> the gabagoo. That scene where fucking Hank closes the garage door yeah. with Walter inside because they're finally about to admit, motherfucker, I know who you are. And... Walter didn't have to pull off the tracking device from his car, but I don't know if it was ego driven. It was eating him so bad. He finally had to go, Hey, by the way, Hank, you want to talk to me about this? Cause this is the same device you had me put on Gus's car. Like he had got to a point egotistically where I don't want to have to bow down to you, even though you're an agent, DEA agent, and I'm putting my freedom on the line. Answer about this. Answer to this. Well, fucking ballsy. Two things on that. Uh, one, the whole problem. The whole point is, it is ego. It's ego that gets you in trouble. Is what it shows. Because uh, when they're at the at the scene where they're uh, all around the table and they already thought that they found the guy, they already they already got Heisenberg, and uh, and Walter's a little a little tipsy. He's been drinking and. They're giving him like he built this, he did this, and Walt. It's eating him up knowing that he did that because he's the only one that he believes could have built that lab, put that lab, put the put made uh, made that kind of uh, meth that high quality. He's the only one who could. And this other guy that he knows is not as good as him is getting credit for it. That ego made him go. Well, maybe it's another guy, and that's what actually gets. Uh, um, the uh his his brother-in-law what's it what's his name Deep, hank. hank hank gets hank to like kind of go you know walter might have something there this isn't so he actually put hank back on his trail in the first place and then when he does when hank's got an idea of it and this is what was cool about it 
Um, and this is when you know that he's a complete gangster. It's when he says, uh, he gets punched, and then he said, I don't even know who Andy, you are I, anymore. Andy, I can't hear you. Oh, we're... we're uh, I, I lost you some, somewhere in there. Okay, so the part where uh shows that he's really the gangster that he's become is when uh, they do shut the garage, and then uh, Hank goes, I don't even know who you are anymore. And he goes, well, that being said... If you yeah, that's the scene where you go. He's now he has he is he's a murderer. He's uh, he he's the he's the kingpin. He's everything that Gus was before, and that's the first time you see. That's when I felt like you really saw the the full. There's been little hits that he's still the teacher still in there that guy, but this is the one where he looks at Hank and says that I would tread lightly, and you went ah, yeah. That's that's dude, 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 dude. Now here, here, this okay. So this bleeds me into my question, and this is what I loved about Tony. Walter White, you he, he got your respect later when he becomes sinister, when he becomes methodical, when he when he he becomes that guy, and you're with him for the ride because you've been there since the beginning, right? Tony was that from jump. Right. Tony scares you. Walter White eventually scares you. But the fact that Tony scares you from jump makes my dick hard, but, nigga. But but that's why oh. that's why this is the opposite show because Tony is already that character. Tony's character that you that you get to know is actually the opposite. They're bringing out the humanity in him. The other side, where you have to, you, you see him have the panic attack at the beginning. You have to bring out Tony's humanity. Where you, this one, you watch this devolve. You in Breaking Bad, he devolves into this gangster, this killer, this this drug kingpin. Tony, you you he evolves where he becomes a human. You know the ducks, the ducks. Look at the ducks, family. Right. You 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 see where he wants. Where he wants to capture uh, his humanity and his family and his life, and that's why these guys. This and what makes this interesting. Us talking about these two is there's a they intersect where you're the good guy and the bad guy. But 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 Tony was that too. Yeah. he was the good guy with his family. That's what I'm saying. He was the they, bad guys a mob boss. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They intersect. They cross over. They start in different places. And they cross over so that you can see who they are. And Dude, this is where I go. I feel like Breaking Bad stole from The Sopranos. Okay, let's see. Let's hear it. Let's get it. All right. The scene where Walter White's wife, she's kind of sick of him. And she basically tells him, I was hoping your cancer would come back. Yeah. Like, how fucked up is that? Basically, I want you to die. Nothing. Beats the fucking scene. Actually, this is a two-parter. But the scene where the Russian chick, Tony's side bitch, the Russian, calls the house. Mrs. Soprano, I want you to know I fucked your husband. And Tony drives home and he rolls over his golf clubs because Carmela's throwing his shit out the bedroom window. That confrontation between James Gandolfini and Edie Falco. Oh, 
this time a one you've had such a time on my watch. Why wasn't I good enough? That exchange, that fight between Tony and Carmella is so intense and so well performed. You think what gets better than this? Cut to the White Caps episode, which I think is season five. With Carmella admits to Tony about Furio. And he gets so mad. He rushes her. And there's a second where he balls his fist up and she covers up, thinking he's gonna hit her, but he would never hit his wife, the mother of his kids. And he punches the hole into the wall. Oh, he talked to you. Poor you. And she goes, He made me feel like I mattered. Dude. There is no more real confrontational exchange between a man and a woman. If if you have not, as a man or a woman, felt that, gone through that, can relate to that, you're not human. Them motherfuckers acted they asses off. I know what I know what Breaking Bad was trying to do. But nah, nigga, nah. By the way, nah. By the way, uh, the wife is uh, Anna Gunn, uh, Skyler. Anna Gunn is her name. Just since we're throwing all those. Her real name? Anna Gunn. Yeah, you brought it since you said Edie, Edie Falco. I, I couldn't let her not get her her name. Nigga, I like Anna Gunn, nigga. That's a fucking uh, action movie. Yeah, that's the movies where white women kick men's asses. Anna Gunn. She was also. Like she was also on uh, Seinfeld. Mm. As uh, I think someone he dated, uh, she was only on one episode. Um, yeah, man, I see. I, I, but that's not. There was no stealing there. There was just a character. I understood why uh, Skyler said that to him because okay, if if you were really against your husband being this drug dealer, and you didn't want your son to know, because I, I don't understand what that experience is, uh, where they're really about the son not knowing. Or her her thing was the son not knowing, but you think he only has six months to live anyway, or that he's almost right. out. I mean, do you, do you think I, I'd rather not be the one who makes who turns in my husband and ruins my relationship with my son because he thinks his dad is great and I and I do this to him and just or do you just go the cancer's going to get him and then I'm going to be out of this situation? Well, here's what disappointed me about her in terms of a character move. When she finally started to comprehend what Walter was, what he was doing, it was that scene where they left the attorney Saul's office and he kept going, invest your money into laser tag. And she was like, that's stupid. So she, they're driving and she veers off to his old car wash yeah. and basically tells him, this is what you're going to do. I was like, okay. This bitch is ride or die for her man. Yeah, she got on board. She understands the money. But then she went away from that. And everything, again, was about morals and ethics. Uh, you can't. It's drug money. No. I'm like, bitch, I thought you was down. See, that bothered me. What are you me. doing now? That, that, Carmella was always down. Yeah, she, but she knew it from the beginning. She married into it. This, All right, fair enough. But 
but I did not like her wishy-washy character because there's other parts into it. Where she was she was pedantic. She was pedantic. Not to mention, I understood her why she would say no. Like her her, and this is kind of important to like when Walter goes, I was good at it. She was a good bookkeeper. She was good with money. She was an accountant. She knew this would be better. But then once you stick your neck out there and then you're running that uh, car wash, now you're in. You're all in. So why wouldn't she just say? And, and she was all in in a way because if she really wasn't in, once they got to a million or two million or five million or ten million, you'd think she would say, Walter, this is enough. You know, we got to get away from this. Uh, she, she let $80 million build up before she said, what are we going to do? Oh, don't they do that? <laughs> don't they do that, Andy? <laughs> hey, I got a question. I got a question. I got a question for the females who, who I know is our two most female listeners. And when we go into the email episode, Farah emailed me. She heard what we said last time. And she went, I don't want these niggas to forget about me. <laughs> but anyway, and I know a lot of females, y'all might not respond I'm specifically talking to Farah and Shamar because they answer. So here it is. Ladies, if you have a dude who you say you love is your man, the provider, if you found out this motherfucker was doing illegal shit and put 80 million out there for you to have for the sake of the family and for the betterment of y'all's future, do y'all turn into the ride or die chick and support this man? Or do y'all become pedantic and help halfway, but then you let your bullshit kick in and you leave them out to dry? Email me, goddammit. Every Spears 45 at Hotmail. Uh, that, that, it, that's a reasonable question because that's what her character did. It went back and forth. It, it, it feels like one of those things where you said on, where Andy, you said, your girl wanted you to spend time with you, but she also wanted you to bring home the bacon. And in order for you to do one, you can't do the other. Right. If you dedicate it towards your job and bring it home the money, when well, bitch, you got to understand my time ain't expendable like that. So ladies, what the fuck do you want? You, you can't have it both ways. Do you want time or do you want money? Do you, do you know why unicorns exist in mythology? Why? Women keep that idea going. You don't hear a guy going, yeah, man, a unicorn would be cool. These are things. So make-believe shit. Make-believe shit. Women want, women want it to work the way that it feels right to them mm. without the reality of the situation. And I'm not saying all women. <laughs> I love that I said that. Uh, I'm just saying there's a tendency that you want it, everything the way that you want it. Even if it doesn't work out, even if it doesn't give you everything that you want, you want us to figure out how to make it work out the way that you want it. And the time that you want the space that you want, the needs that you have. Uh, that's our job. I, you know, you said, bring home the bacon. They don't want just the bacon. They want the whole thing. They want the bacon, the time they want the, the life, the, they want, uh, they don't want you. They want you, they want to go on vacation, but they want you to work so that you can afford the vacation. Which one is it? I don't know how to make all that work. Here's my second scene, which I thought was taken from The Sopranos, but not done with the same oomph. But I loved it. And Breaking Bad 
when they get the new connect after Gus and they're all standing in the desert and Walter White is trying to get this guy to say who he is. And finally, he goes, say my name. And he goes, Eisenberg. I got the shivers. Goosebump moment. Great. Now here's next level. When Tony Soprano says to Richie April in the mall to make it clear to him because he feels like Richie is not getting it, who Tony's position is, and Tony goes, just so you know, I'm the motherfucking motherfucker who calls the fucking shots. Done. Done. Yeah, yeah. Say I, my name. Again, there's... Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's let this breathe. <laughs> we just opened up a vintage bottle of 1645 wine. Let's let this breathe. Say my name. Eisenberg. You're Mr. Eisenberg. Wonderful. Hey, Richie, I'm the motherfucking motherfucker that calls the fucking shots. Oh, come on. Come on, Andrew. I, I don't think that's stealing, but I do see the similarities that oh, you're speaking of. That's a pull your dick out moment. Yeah, there's a lot of pull your dick out moments in movies, but that. I know, but the, Tony, he put the Lexington steel nigga <laughs> in the sand. <laughs> he pulled out the Lexington steel nigga. Yeah. I'm the motherfucking motherfucker that calls the fucking shots. Respect me. Woo! Do it. Versus, what's my name? Eisenberg. The, fuck that, the fact that there's a Berg at the end of that, it loses steam. Heisenberg. But you know what it was, Heisenberg, right? Educate me. He's uh he was uh, um, a chemist or the uh, the same thing that Walter White was uh, not a chemist uh, uh, um, what what is he he's uh what, nah, God I'm an idiot uh, this is why I'm a comedian not a real person um, what is what's he do the, with the hold on nigga if you don't know I don't know hold on oh shit folks just so you know. Andy is doing research. Yeah, yeah, chemist. A chemist, which sounds even more macho. No, but that's how... They, Mafia versus chemist. That's how they Even come, more macho. Well, that's how they come up. Yeah, well, it's definitely coming from a different place. One's a high school teacher, a chemist from high school... High school! This is getting gayer and gayer. He is high school. High school chemist bird. Okay, it's funny that you say that because the gayest scene that I've ever seen in any series... Uh-oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> I know what you're doing. You motherfucker. Vito. Dude, okay, when we go now, any okay, any outing, any closet outing of any homosexualness, that is the scene of all scenes where you out somebody. No, I never in any show have I seen someone out it the way that that did cuz that caught every motherfucker by I off. loved it. I loved it. With his waddling ass. Did you ever know what is when he walked he walked like a penguin. He would waddle from left to right. He's a big motherfucker. Fat. I, you know what? That's not even shaming. That can't be fat shaming. When you're that fat, you're just fat. You can't. That's not Dude, shaming. dude, dude. 
when you watch The Sopranos, there are so many indelible, mind-blowing moments. And listen, again, Breaking Bad was dope. But it didn't feel like every episode there was a mm, moment. Sopranos, you got that every episode. Sometimes more than once. Not like after season four, there's a lot of storytelling in Sopranos too. A lot of storytelling. Okay. Just uh, okay. Where I don't think that every every episode of Sopranos had tell, that. Tell me, tell me, tell me what the Sopranos. Other than the fi- which the, I said the, I hated the, fish the dream up. sequences. Yeah, the fish. The fish. Other, other than the dream sequences, which I think they only did three. What, where did it, where did they ever leave you hanging? What did they ever leave you hanging? Okay, I want to discuss this more, but you said when did they ever leave you hanging in the Sopranos? And this is the problem yes. with Sopranos. The end. The end was the biggest leave you hanging. I, you know what? Fair enough. I'll give you that. Because with Walter White, he died. You know it. Now some there people was a say conclusion. some people say, and this is and I don't know if they're ever gonna do this. Some people say Walter White lived, that they save him. That they 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 get him to the hospital, they save him, and then there's there's still that possibility that he could be uh, in uh, what when when they hide you, they put you in protective custody. Yeah, them them them, them the same motherfuckers that wear mega hats. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, they could. I think it would be disingenuous to the show and to the character of Walter White. But I mean, they could. Uh, but Sopranos really let, but I, and I, and I kind of got, got the Sopranos. Did you feel at the end? Did you, do you, do you feel that that, you, you know what, you know what, if I could have a, if I could have a conversation with David Chase, the creator of the Sopranos, I would ask him, what the fuck were you thinking? Cause here's the thing. I didn't want to see Tony die. I didn't want to see him go to jail, but I knew one of the two had to happen. Whatever the fuck that was he gave us, come on, man. But I see, I think it's a decent ending if you really, if you, if you really think about it, because earlier, uh, Chris says Christopher. You says, gotta say it right. Yeah. There's a way to say you Christopher. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I think it's him that says when they clip you, you never know what's coming. You have no idea. But there was no indication whatsoever he was being clipped. There was those stupid suggestions no, when t- he saw dudes walk by him. Not Tony being clipped, us. The pe- oh, because boo. they're eating dinner. They're in the restaurant. You see the car backing up, back and forth. And then, boom, there's nothing. Do you know what happens when you die? Boom, there's nothing. Oh, Boom. I think that's what the ending is. Now, I do appreciate the ending of Breaking Bad. I like that. And there's like plenty of openings still. That's how we got these spinoffs. That's how we got the uh, the El Camino. That's how we have this because there are ways to, to look at this differently. But, dude, that the end of The Sopranos, it hurt because I wanted... I wanted it more wrapped up, but that's the conclusion that I came to, that they killed us. They killed off the audience. We were done. We were done. I, I, I got I to gotta tip my hat to Breaking Bad. Yo, that I didn't know what he was doing when he was trying to set up that gun coming out of the trunk. Yeah. That was gangster, nigga. Yeah. That was gangster, nigga. Yeah, because they put it together in a way where they show you, but they don't tell you. And then when it right. happens, you're like, ah. And even, even the things like you just said were like they... Uh, 
where they give you the scene towards the end at the beginning, and then you see them work their way into it. That is, it's such a well, dude, he does a great job of writing it in a way to keep you in the story. Sometimes when there isn't always even the best story. I really One my- Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I know. I just appreciate uh, that kind of writing, and that's why I like both The Sopranos and both Breaking Bad and and Sons of Anarchy is maybe something you haven't seen where I think the writing is just. I don't want to say flawless because I, I like I do feel like you have to. There's there's little things that you have to get past so that you can keep moving. But uh, these movies that they do now, the way they're written, the way they're put together, I, I, I I'm amazed, and I'm in this. I, I feel like like I said, I'm not in the entertainment business the same way you are. But these people are geniuses that are out there that are doing this to, to make a story. And, and, and especially in, especially in breaking bad, because the story is cohesive from the beginning to the very end of the, of the series. I think it's it, 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 the arc of it makes sense. I, I know I'm shooting in the dark here and you'll never do it, but from a creative slash Comedian slash standpoint. I wish you would watch Sex in the City, dude. I have watched dude. it. I enjoy it, but I've never watched the whole the whole series. Maybe you should watch it with Tara. I, I should. And, I, dude, it's so well written. It's so great. And I know, I know, I can hear him. Fucking third. Listen, I'm an artiste, nigga. I'm an artiste. I, I, I'm an artist. I, I, I fucking create. So from a creative standpoint, as I'm, and again, the audience can't see it. You can, because we're FaceTiming. As I wave my four pink fingernails in your face, <laughs> painted by my daughter. I'm an artiste, nigga. I appreciate art. And that show is so artistic. It's unreal. I, I, you know what? I'm going to tell you who bothers me in that show. And uh, Who? Uh, What's what's the uh, the short redheaded character? What's her name? Miranda. Her boyfriend, the one that's a bartender. Nigga, her teeth look like a two three zone. <laughs> but her boyfriend, the one who was the bartender, Steve. Dude, I cannot stand that wishy washy, pussy whipped fucking character oh, that he plays. Oh, he's the best. It kills when me when he said, "Oh no, son." He makes me cry when he tells her in the laundry room, "You're number one." It's always you. Yeah, but she abused him. I'm lowering my voice. I'm lowering my voice. Can you hear me? Yeah. This is why I get a lot of pussy, nigga. Because <laughs> I, I watch that show. I study that show. Let me tell you something. If you want to conquer white women, nigga, watch Sex in the City. The moment you reel off those four names, Miranda, Samantha, Charlotte, and fucking... Uh, uh, I'm forgetting the lead character, nigga. Um, Miranda, Charlotte, Samantha, and fucking Carrie. Here, just Sir Jessica, Jessica Ooh, Barker. White hoes love you because they know you identify. I go from nigga Rick Ross to uh, who made Young MC? Nigga, I'm Young MC. Bust the move. I am safe, nigga. Them hoes love me. Watch Sex in the City. It is a guaranteed you gonna get some pussy. Uh, I don't, man. Back to the Sopranos. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite episodes when Tony's recovering from having been shot, and 
Well, before that, he's in the hospital. He, he, he summons a meeting with Phil Leotardo. And it's him, all his guys outside the hospital. Tony's hooked up to an IV. The fucking bag, the metal stand. And he's out there talking to Phil with his guys. He lights a Cuban cigar. But the cigar smoke and his condition is making him weak. But he's holding on to almost throwing up because he has to appear strong. He has to appear to be a boss, even though it's killing him. And eventually, he takes two puffs from the cigar and puts it out. You could see him weakening, his legs buckling, but he's got to be a boss. Cut to, now he's finally out of the hospital. He's got this big fucking muscle head Guido protecting him. This nigga is fucking, uh, what's my black man name from um, Armageddon? The nigga that died with the deep voice. Dude, I don't Michael remember. Clark Duncan. Okay, yeah, I don't remember anybody's names, but go ahead. Michael Clark Duncan. He's the Italian version of him. And towards the end of the episode, Tony is looking over all his guys. Who's the strongest? And finally he realizes it's this motherfucker. At first you go, yo, he gonna get his ass kicked. Because this dude is brolic. And he's fucking young. But Tony says, fuck it. He picks an, an imaginary fight with this dude to beat him up in front of his guys to let them know, yo, I'm still the boss. Don't think because I got shot. Don't think because I was in the hospital. I'm weak. I'm still strong. So after he beats the dude up, he goes into the bathroom. He immediately falls to his knees and vomits in the toilet. He gets up, he looks at himself in the mirror, he takes some water, he puts it in his mouth, swishes it around, spits out the vomit. He fucking falls to the toilet again, throws up again. He goes back to the mirror, same thing, wipes his face, but now he looks up and there's a sinister smile on his face like, yeah, I proved my point. Yeah. Cut to the credits. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. What uh, the fuck are we talking about here? Gabagoo. Come on. Okay. Writing for writing, then. You find you find the Sopranos to be superior. Absolutely. There's so many moments. The characters indelible listen breaking bad was around for six seasons yeah so was sopranos nigga one is cocaine and the other one's uncut it just there's a difference yeah it's but breaking, there's a difference breaking bad though okay i'm not i'm not saying one's better than the other because i like them both but breaking bad did it with less they did it with uh, they did it on a network, and then they did it with less characters. It's a tighter group. Hey, hey you know what? You know what? You know what? Andy, doing it with less is amazing, <laughs> but doing it with more is even better. They had a better Soprano had a better arsenal of weapons, and they did what they were supposed to do with that arsenal. 
They did more. Oh, God, that show was so fucking great. Okay. But because they had more, they're, some of the characters, some of the, some of the episodes go off into a little bit different direction. Like, we, we follow, we, we follow uh, uh, what is Joey Aprio on, a, on, a, on some adventures. Then we have, uh, uh, who, what, what's the guy's name, the, the, who, the gay guy? Got to correct you, got to correct you. Richie Aprio. Richie Aprio, sorry. You said Joey. Sorry. Richie Aprio. Richie Aprio. Yeah. And then who's the uh, the guy the big guy, the, the Vito guy, Vito and then we Vito. we went on three episodes with him trying to figure out his gayness and keep him away from the mob. You know what? I didn't I didn't mind that because it ended with a broomstick in his ass. Okay, I get everything that you're saying. It goes back in, but not not not. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not trying to be homophobic. I'm just saying, in the context of who the Sopranos were, they put a broomstick in his ass. Go ahead. Yeah, it, it it met the characters, is what you're saying. It met yes. the, the characters. I have to the, say that yeah, now. Yeah, I, I, I have I, to I say it. that. But what I'm saying uh, is, they had more range to go outside of just the family, the the the, 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 the Tony's family. Where Breaking Bad stayed tight and had to keep you on edge for the whole time with just that small amount of characters. <sighs> That's that is pretty amazing. Yes, yes. I didn't. You just said it. They did what they could with what they had. I mean, Sopranos did the most of what they could with everything they had. Even when Skyler has a little bit of an affair, really, which was pretty amazing because it still stayed within the story. Because she's doing that to get Walter to leave is the real. Re- when uh, when uh, Edie Falco, what's her what's what's the character's name again? Edie Falco's character, Carmella. Carmella. When she has the when she's having the fair, she's having the thing with the uh, with the priest where they're like close. This is all, almost all this yeah. all this other little like we got to get in, I, and, and it, not that it's bad. It, it made the the bigger story of the Sopranos great. But when we get down to just the bare bones, I really have to get. And I, I wasn't going to go this way until we started talking about this. I have to give Breaking Bad a lot of credit for just taking a very small scoop and making that the show every single week. Listen, if you've ever gone to Europe and you order food, if you, you could go to Europe as I did and order a pasta dish and they'll give you a fucking ginormous plate with a, as you just described, a handful of pasta tied into a little ball. It's cute. It's good. (laughs) But that's what it is. You go to America and order a pasta dish. The pasta is falling outside the plate. This is America, goddammit. But give me what we want. Even though, even though we say that. So you, you take Sopranos. You say Sopranos hands down over Breaking Bad. You goddamn right. See, I I think they're completely. Here's my thing. Here's my difference. I could watch Breaking Bad again, maybe. Maybe. I've seen it. I've seen all six seasons. I don't find myself breaking my neck to watch it again. I could watch The Sopranos any day, any place, any time. You could put that shit on, and especially if I got my favorite meal in front of me, and I will watch it with the same enthusiasm as I did when I first saw it. I don't know that I want to watch Breaking Bad again. 
I saw it. Uh, see, it's hard. It's hard for me because I think they're completely different stories, and I enjoy both of them in their own. I don't want to take one over the other. I can watch both. You could sit. You could turn on the TV, and if one of those was on the cha- on the TV, I'm not going to change the channel. But now, this is what I will say. You say that you would watch Sopranos over and over, but I've seen Sopranos in in, in Casino. I've seen Sopranos in Goodfellas. I mean, we've seen in this. what? Goodfellas. We've seen these stories. You mean the Italian mafia shit? Yeah, this is the first story yeah. that I saw about some, you know, t- no other way to put this, but some douchey guy that had a nowhere life to turn himself into a kingpin uh, meth dealer. Being a chemist, a chemist. So it's a yes. very interesting. It's it's interesting in the fact that it's it's original, even though, like you pointed out, there's some through lines where you do see similar gangster stories within them. So uh, yeah, that's 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 vagina talk. No, I'm writing for TV Guide. Um, listen, brother. Listen, listen, listen. So, uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, it's like a great meal you have to have once in a while. The Sopranos is like a cheeseburger you will eat damn near every day. I, I'm going to be honest. I think it's easier for me to watch Breaking Bad. Really? Yeah, because there's so much story in Sopranos. I really have to keep up where like you can follow the story so simply in Bla- Breaking Bad. Oh. And, and Breaking Bad had great guys like Bill Burr and, and Lavelle Crawford in it. There's no like the, the, there's these moments in the movie where you go, that look, it's Lavelle. That's such a cool part of the show. Is that is that what does it for you? I think that the, I think Lavelle's character was funny in that. I, I, honestly, I knew he was in it, but I didn't know till I saw it. I thought they would have did more. The scene where he runs into the house because he's got to take a shit. Yeah, because he's this big black fat motherfucker. Do you know how many how much meat they left on the bone? How many jokes <laughs> were supposed to come from that? Yeah, Bur- Bill Burr. And, and and him were they going to the warehouse or the fucking storage unit and they both lay over the money yeah you got two comics we should have got more than that. that it wasn't written the movie wasn't for them but I love those little spots Whoa, that they were that's, in there that's, that's a missed opportunity dude and they got a good deal because they got basically twice as much Lavelle Crawford for the same money that they could get today <laughs> Well, I, I'm trying to be nice. Let me chill out. Let me chill out. Me chill out. <laughs> he really, I mean, when you, you, you which, honestly, when I went back to watch the Breaking Bad and, you know, I've seen Lavelle now and I saw him in that, I was like, holy shit. I, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm, I'm big props to him losing that kind of weight. That's not an easy amount of weight to lose. He was. Here's how crazy Hollywood is, right? And I don't want to get off course, but I just have to say this. Here's how crazy Hollywood is. Breaking Bad, any award-winning show, an amazing vehicle. You would think that if work begets work, based off that, Lavelle would almost be a household name. Bill Burr is going on to become Bill Burr. But come on, man. Like, what the fuck does it take? You know, Lavelle's a very specific character uh i'm not saying that you know burr not as specific uh lavelle's in uh better call saul he's part of the he's he's part of the the team in there 
he comes up several times. So, right. you know, uh, I just, I, not that, and again, you know, 1A, 1B, I, 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 there's still, and I don't even know if there's, there's some good, I, you know, I just don't even want to say this one's better. I enjoy watching all these shows right now. My next show that I have not seen from beginning to end, I'm going to watch The Wire because I still hear that that's in the same realm. Overrated. Again, here's blasphemy in the black community. Overrated to me. After season two with Wood Harris and Idris Elba, especially season three when they go into the docks, the dock workers, it just. Say, let's cut to what I really want. I want to get to, nigga. And, and, And people that, again, know this podcast have heard me say it. Sopranos number one. Fucking Sex in the City number two. I now put Breaking Bad. Ooh. <laughs> oh, fuck that. Power number three, Breaking Bad number four. Why don't you like power? Just watching the beginning of power. Okay, first of all, let's just start from the very beginning and why I couldn't get past. I think I only got to episode five. The, oh. fir- the first scene when he uh, when he takes off his jacket and his shirt and they ki- and the you know he's beating the dude and the dude gets blood on his shirt and then he goes back to his house and he got dressed and he puts on the shirt he takes off the shirt and he sees the blood there and he takes that shirt and he balls it up and he puts it in his safe none of that shit from the very beginning right there is going to happen none of that's going to happen. Now that he's gonna what do you mean it's not going to happen? You see that blood. First of all, now the blood is also on the other shirt. Okay? You can't have the blood on both shirts. This is the way it starts. This is why I have the problem with it. You see that blood. And this is why it was hard for me because I got to the first episode. And I was like, there's so many little things in here that are killing me. You got the blood. Now you got DNA on your shirt. You got it on now your dress shirt. You don't do anything with your dress shirts. You just throw that over off to the side, whatever. You take the shirt, you ball it up, you put it in your safe. So now that DNA is moved over to your safe and you give it to your girl in the, to take care of. You leave it in your safe the next day. Dude, that shit just goes in some bleach and that shit's killed. You kill the shirt, you kill that. The, the idea that he, he just leaves this shit laying around and he's rose to this level of this empire, not possible. The fact that he isn't more aggressive and the white dude is his partner and his white dude wants to take out people and you rise to... You saw um, uh, what's Benny, Benny from the block. Uh, Benny... Uh, which, which one is that? With Sean Penn? Carlitos... Yeah. If you show weakness, yeah, yeah, yeah. way. If you show weakness, you're all the people. People will take you out, and he's showing weakness from the very beginning. He's he's the club owner now. He wants to take pictures with the B, and no one is supposed to know that he has ascended to this level. It was all so. The beginning was so contrived to me on what could actually happen i couldn't get past it none of that shit could happen you're hardened now you're uh, you 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 have people killed and now the girl from high school because she sees you as successful that's going to change you you know you've changed walter white when you talk about walter white and his change when you see him put that hat on 
in, in Breaking Bad, and he gets into his Walter White mindset, and you see his face and his mouth because he knows who he is, and that hat signifies right. that. This dude knows who he is, but the girl comes back from high school, and he becomes a little bitch about it again. Like, but oh, he wants to get out of that life. I want to get out of that life. I'm going to buy her a big necklace, and I'm going to bring this little thing to my wife. That shit doesn't happen. That shit just gets you killed. And when I watched that, I was like, nah, I can't go any further because he's already, he's already weakened that character where he doesn't survive. He gets taken out at that character. That character gets taken out. That's a guy Andy, that you remove. Andy, I'm going to be honest with you, dog, and I want you to be honest with me. i be honest with you. And this is a two-part thing. The, the, the power is predominantly a black cast. Um, whereas, you know, motherfucking Breaking Bad, I don't even recall no niggas other than Gus. <laughs> I was going to say, he's one of the primary characters. Right. Okay. And listen, I'm going to be real with you. Power's hard to stomach at first because as a, as a, as a medium fat nigga, I'm looking at uh, Omari Hardwick which is his real name, a.k.a. James St. Patrick, a.k.a. Ghost. And this nigga is fucking in every scene. And, and this nigga's ripped. He's got the six-pack. He's good-looking. I'm watching it with, a, with my lady, and I'm looking at her like, bitch, if you mm, make a noise, if you squirm, if your eye gleams, I'm going to sock you in your jaw. It's hard to stomach watching this rip nigga fuck all the time in front of your lady. So I was like, man, fuck this show. <laughs> but as I really invested in it, I went, yo, this is a good show. Does the sexual tone of it or the all black cast fuck with you? Dude, what's really funny is until you said that about the, the sexual part, that didn't even enter. It didn't enter it because I did. I did. Obviously, you see it. But I'm like, this dude, he's not getting past this. I don't, out of the characters, when you say which character, like, is it the black cast? I forgot the guy's name that plays the white dude. I'd have to look it up. I, I, I didn't. Uh, Segura. Jeff, Joseph, I think it's Joseph Segura. I didn't like their interaction as the character. I didn't like his character the most. I didn't like how they interacted together. I didn't feel, I didn't buy into that. Uh, and I needed the buy-in. I tried. I tried for episodes where, and he's like, we need to take her. And, and there were some things that I agreed. There, there is some things I agreed with in it when um, the, the girl gets uh, ripped off and they slice her face and, and the white dude wants to take her out. And he's right. like, nah, she didn't, she didn't turn anybody in. That one I kind of, that one I kind of got. But on the other hand, on the other hand, did you see the, as the scene leads up, um, uh, he guys, he says, uh, the white dude says to one of the other guys, yeah, I think we, we should, probably should have taken her out or something like that. He goes, I'll do it right now. I'll do it right now. Right. And that's the mentality that's missing from the lead guy that's in charge of everything. We're like business first, what's best for business. And I did, I felt like the story went right away to this relationship with his high school girl, with the high school girl. And it took me out of the gangster story. It made a love story, and I didn't want to watch it for a love story. That's why I haven't here's, got here, Here's what I say to you. Here's what I say to you. A again, if this corona thing continues, 
for quite some time. Put it on the kitchen table, baby. Uh, my daughter. Uh, if this continues for quite some time, dude, try to give it a season. I'm telling you, hey, listen to me. Andy, this show is amazing. In, in terms of character development, story, where it goes. Dude, this fucking show is amazing. I hear you. I'd like to give it another try. I just had other things I was watching too, and it wasn't living up to it. And I got to tell you, I really want to get for this reason. And I'm going to tell you the reason. Uh, when I'm watching it, I go, I was, and I wasn't hanging around with murderers, but I was in that life. Okay. I was in the life where you have a, there's a network and things are going on illegally. And I, and I, and I get that. And I couldn't get the buy-in. I'm like, man, this, this doesn't make any sense to me. It wasn't working for me. But then I thought about it. I go, who's the producer of this movie? Right. And I was like, he knows what that life is. If he knows, then I, he, as, at least as much as I do. So maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I, I'm just. Did you watch this with Tara? No. Okay. I watched her. I, I watched she, she. I watched her while she was doing. She's Tara's a lawyer, man. She's working fifty hours a week still from the house. I'm. I'm. I'm on. Uh, Listen. The first couple times I saw, like I said, I seen this, and this nigga was basically in his tight boxes, and I'm watching him stroke, and I'm looking at my keg built ass, going, this nigga, and I'm sitting here with my broad, this bitch pussy getting wet over this nigga. I wanted to hate the show, but it's fucking great. See that? See that doesn't bother me because honestly, when it gets into because you're white. No, when I'm watching that scene, and I'm gonna be really like this is when he that scene when he takes off his shirt for the when he takes off his shirt to beat the dude up, and he he has you already know he's cut he's cut through the teeth you can see it through the 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 (laughs) through the the white beater yeah white beater. Dude, that shit motivates me. Like, when I see that, I was like, I don't look at it as, oh, he's beautiful like that. I look at it like, why can't I be like that? Like, what am I do? What, what do I need to do to get that? that? That's immediately where my mind goes. The best shape I've ever been in, I, I, was, uh, I was working at Saks Fifth Avenue, and I wasn't in good shape. I was thin, but I wasn't in good shape. This model dude who was doing them, he took off his shirt. And I saw this dude, and I went home that next day, and I went through magazines, and I put on my refrigerator those ab <laughs> muscles that I saw. Like, this is – so that doesn't do that to my mind that way. I don't get into that that way. I'm like, what can I do? Like, I respect that. Like, like I, I, and I know what work it takes to get that. That guy doesn't, that guy doesn't go a day without the workout. You know? All right, so let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. Name a show that you don't think I would watch. Then you gotta go say to me, Aries, you gotta give it at least one season. And I'll watch the season, vice versa. Better call Saul. Let's let's switch that up there. You watch Better Call Saul and I'll watch Breaking Bad. Okay. I mean not Breaking no, no, Bad, no, I'll break- watch uh, Power. But let's be fair. I don't think I would have a problem watching Better Call Saul, because if it's anything like Okay. Breaking Bad? Yeah. I'll bleed into that. It's not exactly, it, it, it's away from Breaking It takes a season to get into it because it's not Breaking Bad. It's leading into Breaking Bad, but you have to go six years in front of Breaking Bad. So, okay. So, before you tell me, let me ask your opinion because I've had a lot of people tell me about this show and I, and, and I want to see if you heard of it or watched it. Ozark. 
Dude, I have a problem with Ozark. I oh, love, shit. I love the first season of Ozark. It was great. And then the second season, oh, my God, did you have to take leaps of faith that no one could? It's not even imaginable that this shit could happen. And then someone said, listen, and I didn't get into the third season. I watched all the second season. The third season came out just recently. And someone said, oh, man, yeah, that second season was rough. But if you watch the third season and I, I watched the first episode, and I turned that shit off. I looked at Tara and I go, nah. That's fuck. I'm whoever told us that fucking tell them fuck off because they wasted right. an hour of my time. Right. The show that I would tell you to watch that I think would be interesting if you saw it because it's it's yeah it would be interesting. Uh, Sons of Anarchy. It's the it's it's the motorcycle game. So you want me to watch a show about a bunch of white dudes? Yeah. And Harleys and leather shit. Yeah. That probably are racist. Yeah. And fuck niggas up. Yeah, for real. For real. Yeah. It's in there. All right. It's in there. All right. You watch that. I'll watch the season of uh there, there it is. Yeah. Watch one, the first whole season of Power. Okay. And I'll watch Sons of Anarchy. Okay. And dude, vice versa. If you tell me at the end of season one on Power, you don't get it, or you're not hooked, well then god damn it. There it is. Dude, does this love story last the whole way through the first season of Power? It's on and off. But it's laced with so much drug shit. The man in you. The man in you. You'll love it. All right. I'll, I'll, we'll, we're gonna watch. We'll get to this. We'll get to it. I think this is I think this is gonna be interesting. This is gonna be I like that I'm gonna watch. You know how many niggas are listening to this going? He don't like power? What? Okay, I understand that you love power, but what I just told you, do you disagree with me on that first season? Do you disagree that it's kind of that love? Absolutely! You, you, you like the love story. Absolutely! Because when you track the show, it the levels of that, oh my God, this is one of those where I almost, spoiler alert, Want to tell you what happened? No, I don't want to know what happened. But I can't. Watch it. Yeah. When you track it, it's going to be a oh shit moment. There's so many oh shit moments in power. All right. Oh shit. All right. Uh, and I don't want to hold you back from Ozark if you want to check it out. But that second season, uh, when they get involved with. The the only reason why I've been even halfly remote curious, remotely curious about Ozark. It's because I have an affinity for uh, Justin, what's my man Justin name? Bateman. Yeah, he plays a straight guy again. Comedian comedies, he's gold. He plays straight men in serious movies that are remarkable. Now, if you watch him in this, that that's what got me hooked is his character in the first one. Um, I would rather watch Sons of Anarchy than Ozark. Uh, but you you know if you happen to check out some Ozarks, do it, the first season is is reasonable. Uh, it's, it's it's actually good. It got me excited for the second season when it came out. I was just I was I was severely disappointed. It, is Sons of Anarchy violent? Yeah. All right. Yeah, but it's also now here's what's really why I like Sons of Anarchy so much. It has the violence of Sopranos in a. T on a network television show. Oh, that's and, where you killed it for and me. No, listen to me. And you don't even notice. This is how good the writing is. And I always say, like, if you're, 
I like I, I appreciate comics that work clean. But if you're watching a comic that works clean and you realize that he's saying certain words to be clean, it takes the it takes the fun out of it. But when someone's great at working clean and you don't even in, after the show you go, oh he 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 worked clean. That's a good that's good to me. So you talking about Sinbad? No. <laughs> I respect Sinbad. That wasn't my comedy. Uh, I'm fucking around. I'm fucking. I, around. I'm just saying. Well, well, we're being very. I, I think we're trying to be. I, I, I like the podcast not to not to go after a particular people. You're right. You're right. Issue. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And you're Sinbad's right. been around a long time, and he deserves what he deserves. So, uh, um, but to do that and find and, and stay within the confines of the uh, uh, of network television, I think it's pretty amazing. There is if you if you were able to watch the whole thing, not just season one, but you watch it all the way through. There is a scene that I still can't believe to this very day that is beyond. In Sons of Anarchy? Yeah. And it is. What, what, what was it? Was it Jimmy Smith's in that? Jimmy Smith's Who is I in love it, from NYPD yeah, Blue. Towards the, in the later half, he's in it, not in the very beginning. Right. Uh, dude, there is, there, there's some characters in here. There's some shit that goes down in here that you would never even suspect that someone would write into the show. And when you see it happen... Ellen Barkin is in that. Is she? I love Ellen Barkin. Yeah, she is in that. She is in that. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. Uh, it's just unconsequential to me to, the, to some of the characters that are in there. It wasn't as important to me. She, Ellen Barkin was in uh, uh, Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. My, one of my Jesus, that, that fucking movie you mentioned way back. Yeah. When, we, when you were high as fuck. She's in that Hilarious. with Jeff Goldblum. I, I love that right. movie. Anyway, so uh, I think you'll be really... If you, could get, if you get into it, I think you will be very surprised by that, by the writing and uh, and they're willing. And, and I think really good shows are not afraid. I'm going to say it this way: are not afraid to lose characters. Right. And it's a great All right. show. All right. Well, then here's what I'm going to do. Uh, tonight we'll start season one, episode one, Sons of Anarchy. How many seasons is it? I don't even remember. To be honest, I can look it up. Because Breaking Bad was six seasons. Yeah, let me see. What so I'm saying that to say, if it's at least six seasons, I'll knock it out within a week. The first season. Well, no, if the first season. Yeah, I might knock it. Uh, how many? Uh, I don't know how many episodes. It looks like I would like. Ooh, six seasons, I think. All right. And there's usually like fucking 10 episodes per season. Yeah, what's how many? Uh, how, what season is power? What is power? Power, same thing, same thing. Okay, all right, let's get in it. Uh, I'm, I'm all right, ready. So, so, so within a week, I will knock out season one of Sons of Anarchy, and you need to do the same for Power. I will, dude. Listen to me, Andy. When I tell you Power is juicy, nigga, it's juicy. It's fucking juicy. God, that show is amazing. I'm going to give it a shot. I really, I, everybody tells me it's amazing. And I, I, I'm telling you, there was just these. It's I the, think you had a problem with seeing muscular niggas' asses. No, it was the, love, the, it was the love story. It, 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 That's part of it. Yeah, it just, it just didn't get me, man. Don't get wrapped into the love story. That's part of it. 
but it, it, it's a small part. All right. And this show fucking weaves in and out of ups, downs, left, rights, twist, turns. It's a roller coaster. Remember that when you it's don't. It's a roller coaster, Remember dog. that when you don't like Sons of Art Anarchy. It's the same thing. It's a roller coaster. It takes you through a bunch of stuff. And there is All a right, lot. So I got and, a stomach. And there I got is. a stomach. Uh, yeah, and there's a love story, kind of not the same, but there's a love there's a love story Listen, line in in Sons of Anarchy as well. There's a love story in everything. You're right. That's one of the ingredients to a TV show. There's always got to be a love story. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. All right. That's it, man. Well, that's it, boys and girls. Here we go. The chemist. And I can't even make shit up. There it is. <laughs> There it is, nigga. There it is. <laughs> it's the the chemist and the uh, and the Godfather. There you are. The chemist. There we and, go. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, Aries, it's great. Uh, yeah. Till next week. As always, if y'all got questions or concerns, and I'm really hoping that based on this topic of conversation, I actually had a dude email me about the Sopranos today, and he said I'm on episode four. Fucking amazing. I'm like, dude, you just now getting to that? Yeah. Oh, God. Harry Spears, 45 at Hotmail. Hit me. AndyComedy.com is my website, but you can get me uh, an email at funnyhappens at gmail.com. We're out. And to the women, hold up. To the women, please hit us up. Because I know Farah and Shamor, y'all going to hit us up. On the women comment in regards to Breaking Bad, when the fuck is enough enough for you who is? Please hit us up and let us know. Coronavirus! Coronavirus, goddammit. Can you feel it, baby?